0: what's going on welcome into the sharp angle podcast how's everyone doing out there hope you guys are enjoying your holiday week i'm sure most of you guys have today tomorrow next few days off if you're working keep getting them keep grinding and if you have the day a couple days off well enjoy it and happy holiday season from us here at the sharp angle podcast but uh thanks for joining us today whether you're listening on thursday or friday it's, uh, it's 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 going to be a fun show today. We're going to go through every single NBA game for Christmas Day. Uh, this is one of my favorite things about Christmas Day, right? You get NBA wall-to-wall, morning all the way until night, and they usually have some pretty good matchups. And uh, from what I can see, matchups are going to be just as good this season. It'll, things open up in the morning with New Orleans at Miami, then uh, Golden State at Milwaukee, followed by Dallas at the L.A. Lakers, and then uh, the. Uh, well, I missed a game in there. New Orleans at Miami, Golden State at Milwaukee, New Jersey at Boston. Dallas at LA and then the Clippers at the Denver Nuggets. So, what we'll do is go through, preview every single game, and I'll let you guys know if I had to make a bet in that game where my bet would go. And, you know, I'll let you know what games I like more than others, of course, but I will force a lean for every game in the NBA coming up uh, for Christmas and the NBA uh, slate coming up here on Christmas Day. So, uh, before we get going, special thanks to Woo's Media. This is, of course, a Wooz Media podcast, but Woo's Media does much more than simply podcasting. If you own a business, know anyone who owns a business, and wants to make the most of their online marketing, uh, check out Woo's Media. They're one of the leaders today in getting your message in front of people who you want to be reading your ads, apps, social media, Websites, anywhere you want to show up online, they can help you out. Check them out online, woozmedia.com. That's W O O Z E media.com. All right, let's start in chronological order. Game number one on Christmas Day New Orleans at Miami. Miami Heat are a five point favorite at home. Now, New Orleans is interesting this year. This is a team with renewed enthusiasm. You know, Zion entering his second season. Steve Van Gundy coming in, who I think is a pretty underrated head coach. A really good cast around Zion. A lot of good young players. They just wouldn't beat Toronto on the road in their opening game. In that win, by the way, on the road in Toronto, New Orleans had five players that had at least 15 points or more. This is a very good team. Zion Williamson, we know about him. J.J. Redick. Uh, the, the two guards, Lonzo Ball and Eric Bledsoe. Like, they can make a lot of plays. They can shoot very, very well. And in an era where there's more shooting, more space on the floor, New Orleans is what teams want to look like. I mean, New Orleans shot, I think, 42 three-pointers, and they shot, I believe, around 46 47% from behind the arc. This is a team who can keep up with anybody this year. So New Orleans... Renewed enthusiasm. They know they can be good in a loaded West. New Orleans is not a team to, to sleep on. And Miami, well, with Miami, let's start here. Let's start with Miami's opening market value this season. Because my one thing, at least early in the year, the first week or two in, until things in the market correct themselves, I have Miami right now, one of the most overrated teams in 2020. 2020 and i think that's largely because of their finals appearance last year in the bubble now keep in mind when we're talking power ratings how good teams are it's important to remember that what happens in 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 the playoffs and in in the bubble should have little impact on what how good we think teams actually intrinsically are on a game to game basis you know if you're going to tell me that you have the Milwaukee Bucks, the Boston Celtics, even the New Jersey Nets right now ahead of Miami in your power rankings. I think that's crazy. I think Miami's maybe the fourth or fifth best team in the Eastern Conference, not the NBA, in the East. And a lot of sports books are pricing Miami to open the season as if they're one of the contenders again, as if they're one of the best teams in the NBA. And I simply don't think that's the case. What I believe is that there's a Really big oversight, or, or not oversight, there's a big overreaction, excuse me, uh, to, to Miami again being in the finals last year. You know, they, they, they had a couple of big wins, some other great teams got knocked off before even facing Miami, and the Heat had a, a fairly easy path to the finals. Now, I want to be careful here because I'm not saying Miami's a bad team. I'm not even saying Miami's, you know, uh, uh, an average team. Miami is a good team. I understand that, but not this good. You know, in their first game, they had 22 turnovers. You know, you look at the pieces they lost last year, Miami lost a lot of their key players Jay Crowder, Derek Jones Jr., Kyle Alexander, Solomon Hill, and they only added Avery Bradley. Now, I know Miami already has a young roster around Jimmy Butler and a good supporting cast, but right now, if we're going to act like Miami is as good as they're priced, that would make them one of the top five teams in the NBA. I don't think that's even close to the case. Again, 22 turnovers in that first game. To think that Miami's just going to quickly flip the switch and correct that, I don't think that's the case. Now, the Heat still played a good game in that that first game. They lost 113-107 to Orlando. When you look at the stat sheet, nothing really jumps off the page as to why they lost. But again, losing to Orlando in the opening game of the year, 113-107, with such sky-high expectations... And getting schooled, frankly, in the fourth quarter by Evan Fournier, that's not a good look. So I don't think that we're going to see a quick turnaround from Miami in terms of attitude, shot making. It's a long season. The Heat understand that. There's no reason to panic right now. And and with that, I don't think there's much reason to think they're going to turn things around. New Orleans, on the other hand, playing with passion running getting up and down the field, up and down the court diving for basketballs and they just out hustled Toronto in their opening game they out rebounded uh, the Raptors 45-35 in the first game they look fast very balanced under uh Van gundy and Zion has taken another step. No, he he has taken that big, I think, leap from the first to the second year. You saw game one. I think he continues game two. My one concern here with New Orleans is free throw shir- uh, free throw shooting. They shot ten of twenty the first game. They're going to need to correct that. But besides that, I'm going to take the New Orleans Pelicans plus five at Miami. Miami still could win this thing, but I believe New Orleans does keep it close. And that is one of my uh, one of my more fav- one of my uh, better bets for Christmas Day. I do like New Orleans uh, plus the five there at Miami. I'm moving on. Game number two, Golden State at the Milwaukee Bucks. Golden State fans, uh uh-oh. Uh-oh. What's going on? Blown out by New Jersey. Now, I get it. New Jersey's a great team, but still, even with these great teams who have been recently assembled, it's going to take time for New Jersey to become who they are. Right, that, that, that first game was a lot more about Golden State and less about New Jersey. Also, Draymond Green being out these first couple games will have an impact. He's also going to miss the Milwaukee game with that uh, lingering foot injury. So, again, the, the last game against New Jersey, that had more to do with hustling. I mean, New Jersey against... Uh, and I'm talking about Golden State because they went on the road, lost their first game against New Jersey, 125-99. And New Jersey in that game... Had more rebounds, steals, blocks. They shot way better from the field and from free throws. And you look at Golden State, Steph Curry shot the ball 21 times. And the second person on the... By the way, I don't have a problem with that. Steph is going to have to do a lot for this team. But they're second on the team in terms of shot attempts. They're second in command this year, apparently, from what I've seen so far. Is Andrew Wiggins... The dude shot four of 16. He looked like he hadn't played basketball before. If that's going to be the one-two punch this year for Golden State, it's not going to be a very enjoyable year for them or their fan base. I mean, Golden State may be in some trouble this year. And on the other side, look, Milwaukee is Milwaukee. We don't have to go into all this depth about, well, here's what Milwaukee doesn't really do too well. No, Milwaukee's a great team. Now, they lost their first game at Boston, 122, 121. But Milwaukee showed some serious grit coming back in that game. They trailed by a lot in the second half, and I think off the top of my mind outscored the the Celtics 37 21 in the fourth, only lost by one, and they had the lead I think in the in the final minute. But the thing about Milwaukee, not it's not all X's and O's and the matchups here. It's about motivation for me, and some teams. Are just slow out of the gates. Some teams start slower than others. It takes them a while to get going. Milwaukee is not one of those teams. Milwaukee shoots out of the gates every single season. I think the Milwaukee kind of takes uh, Giannis' approach, takes his lead. They come out strong every year. And coming off that opening day loss against the the Celtics. I see a very motivated Milwaukee team here. So you're giving me a very motivated Milwaukee team at home against a Golden State team who doesn't have a lot of shooting for what they want to do, going to be led by Steph, and the more Steph wants to produce, the easier it's going to be for other teams to shut that down. On top of everything, in my power rankings I currently have, Milwaukee, number two overall, Golden State, number 21 overall. I have this line closer to Milwaukee minus 10.5 after it's all said and done. So not that much value. If I had to make a play, I'm going with Milwaukee minus the 10 points. Don't love it. Again, my power rankings after all is said and done have Milwaukee minus 10.5 in the, in this thing. So uh, we will lean towards Milwaukee. I don't want any part of Golden State state this game all right moving on new jersey at boston new jersey three point favorites on the road now again we would already talked about these teams a little bit in our earlier games right boston beat milwaukee 122 121 that game was played in boston and new jersey got the 125 99 win at home over golden state and these are two of the better teams in the East. I would not be surprised at all if we see these two teams end up in the Eastern Conference Finals. Right now, I've got Milwaukee better than both these teams, but not by much. And the better New Jersey gets, the more they play with each other, they're going to be very, very dangerous. Boston, on the other hand, you know, Boston added a lot and lost a lot this off season. You know, New Jersey—they've been together now for about a what, a couple years, two and a half years. Kevin Durant has been injured. Kyrie Irving's been injured. New Jersey was rather quiet this year for free agency trades, things like that. They didn't do a whole lot. They've already had their pieces pretty much assembled. Boston, on the other hand, they had a pretty up and down off season. You know, they, they lost uh, Gordon Hayward and Brad Wanamaker to free agency. They traded Ennis Cantor and uh, Vincent uh, Poirier, but they did draft Aaron Naismith. Uh, they got Tristan Thompson and Jeff Teague and Taco Fall in free agency. So, the 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 verdict is still out on Boston. Obviously, that first game they looked very good, but you know I'm just not so sure that they have the pieces to keep that up all year long. Um, Jason Tatum looked really good. Jalen Brown is, I mean, that's a one-two punch. That's great. But I just don't know if they have the balance. And I know it's 2020. You don't need that much balance in the NBA. But I just wonder, not balance in terms of inside-outside, balance in terms of who else is going to shoot when those guys are having off nights. But aside from all that, you know, Boston is still, like I said, one of my top teams in the East, right there with New Jersey. For me, this game, I don't love either side. New Jersey opened up a pick them. They're now minus three I don't want to go either way for this game. I don't have a strong handicap either way. So the bet we're going to make for this game, New Jersey at Boston, is going to be Kyrie Irving over 25 and a half points. I think this is going to be a big Kyrie centric game. I believe KD and the rest of the team, they're looking at this game saying, hey, uh, uh Kyrie, you want a shot at these guys? You want to go beat Brad Stevens, beat some of your old teammates? We're giving you the rock. I think Kyrie Irving leads the team in shots, shot attempts from three-point inside. He's going to have a lot of free throws. I think Kyrie Irving gets over the 25.5 points, and this becomes the Kyrie show. He gets a little bit of revenge. Look, let's face it, he's one of the most selfish players in the NBA anyway. He's going to take this opportunity, I believe, to showcase himself against his old team. And... uh that, that would be my best bet of that game. Kyrie Irving over 25 and a half points. All right, moving on, moving on up, moving on up. Uh, game number four, Dallas at LA. The LA Lakers are five and a half point favorites at home. Uh, here's what I want to start with, with LA. And we can actually talk about this with Miami too, because LA and Miami have now gone through the shortest offseason that any teams have ever gone through in the NBA. That's partly why I think Miami's going to get off to this slow start early in the year. I already gave a whole bunch of other reasons why. I don't love the Heat right now, but that's one of them. And it's the same thing with the Lakers. Now, Miami, the difference here in these two teams is the Heat are extremely young. I mean, those guys are probably going to be ready to go a lot faster than the Lakers, who are built with veteran pieces. LeBron James, we know, you know, I don't even know what season this is for LeBron, but it's no secret right now that he he he's, he's a veteran in this league, let's say that much. And they have a lot of veteran pieces around him. So for the Lakers to deal with this quick offseason, they're already dealing with the championship hangover that pretty much every single team deals with. You know, you have to expect somewhat of a slow start to the season for L.A., and that's exactly what you got with them. You know, their defense was lackluster in that first game. The shooting wasn't great. The energy wasn't there. Now, that was to be expected. It was ring ceremony night. I mean, I, I, I told you guys last week on the podcast, don't bet LeBron James early in the season. He's, he's about 45% against the spread in those situations. So a lot of that could have been expected. You know, Dallas, or excuse me, L.A. is a very hard team to predict early in the year. The title hangover, short off season, And the question is, are they going to bounce back this game against Dallas? Well, let's talk about Dallas, because Dallas also they didn't really turn any heads for the right reasons in their opening loss against Phoenix. Went on the road to the desert, and they lost 106-102. It was a good game, but I think that Phoenix, you know, that... Phoenix is not going to be bad this year, man. They're probably going to be a playoff team. You know, Chris Paul looks good with those young players learning from him. That's a nice mixture, a nice recipe for uh, short-term and long-term success in Phoenix. And I am a Phoenix fan. I believe right now they're an underrated team. But, you know, so, so given that Phoenix is going to look so good, I have them a little higher than most people. Dallas is dealing with turnovers and somewhat of a turnover on the roster as well. You know Dallas is a different team this year, and it's all because of Seth Curry. And for those who don't think Seth Curry played a big part in that offense last year, you are sadly mistaken. You could see it in that opening game. They need more guys to create shots, especially in that in that second unit. You know that's why Trey Burke needs to step up for Dallas this year, and he didn't in the first game. but Dallas is just lacking those guys who can create their own play, create their own shot. Now, Dallas does need to learn how to deal with some of their new players in this ball-moving offense where it's so fluid. You have to know where you're going to be. You have to know where your teammates are going to be. Dallas, again, a lot of guys in this offseason, there is learning to be done. And Dallas, being desperate for someone who create who can create their own shot in a game like this against LA, I think they're going to be at a big disadvantage. And remember, on top of that, Christoph Porzingis is still out for Dallas' game. You know Dallas is shorthanded. So, the question for me in this game all kind of comes down to motivation for the Lakers. Do the Lakers have a reason to turn it on for this game? And I believe the nature of this being a Christmas Day game, you know LeBron James, he knows when the cameras are rolling. He knows when people are watching. I think L.A., LeBron, Anthony Davis, and cast will get up for this game. So I kind of see a bit of a, a betting chain, betting opportunity here, right? We take LA this game, minus five and a half, and then we look to fade LA in their following game. Now I don't have a spread. We never want to obviously blindly bet honor against teams, but right now if the numbers line up, if everything's correct in this following game, I could see LA getting up for this game, big effort, and then a let down their first game after the Christmas uh, uh after the Christmas Day game against D- uh Dallas. So I am going to go L.A. minus 5.5 here. I like it. I don't love it. But still, I could really see the Lakers getting up for this game, and that is the one central theme in in this handicap. Does L.A. come to life against an under or against a a shorthanded Dallas team? I think the Lakers can cover the 5.5 at home on Christmas. And the final game of Christmas Day... The L.A. Clippers going on the road against the Denver Nuggets. L.A. is the three-point road favorite. Now, let's talk about what happened in the first game for both these teams. The L.A. Clippers got the win against the Lakers. But in that win, I saw a few things that I didn't love seeing from the L.A. Clippers. And if I want to start betting on L.A., there's certain boxes they have to check that they didn't check in that win. I believe that first game against L.A., the Lakers-Clippers, that first game was more about a bad showing from the Lakers and not about the Clippers looking so great. I promise you. You know, this new system, no Doc Rivers, it's going to take the Clippers a decent amount of time for them to figure out their new identity. Now, they have the benefit of having a couple of very good stars, obviously. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George looked very good game one. I don't know if Paul George necessarily carries his good game over to game two because Paul George is one of the most volatile players in the NBA. He has great games and very often follows them up with some real stinkers. So I could see Paul George having a good, not great game after. Denver. And none of these guys, whether it's Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, a lot of the supporting cast, none of these guys have ever really excelled playing at altitude in their career. So I don't think this is a very good spot for the Clippers. First of all, because I think that that opening day game, a lot of people are now excited about the Clippers, maybe time to bet against them with all this money coming in. And let's talk about the opening day game for the Denver Nuggets, because Denver had a bad opening day loss. And that's not good for the perception of a team that already gets no action nationally. I mean, when it's the Clippers against the Nuggets, most people across the country are just going to look and say, yeah, LA Clippers good, Denver Nuggets bad. We don't know about Denver. We bet on LA. All these flashy teams with the superstars like LA get a lot of money, and a lot of these teams like Denver who don't necessarily have a superstar, more of a flyover city, don't get bet on hardly at all. And if you look at expectations this year... I mean, Denver and LA have very similar expectations. Remember, the Nuggets beat the Clippers last year in the second round of the uh, the Western Conference playoffs. So there's a bit of history for this game here too. And even though LA and Denver come into this game with high expectations, I have the Denver Nuggets ranked second in the West, ahead of the LA Clippers, who I have number three in the West. So I think that Denver is actually the most, the single, most underrated team in the NBA. I've got Denver, again, second in the West, fifth overall in the NBA. They're the deepest team, no question. And Nikola Jokic and uh, 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 Murray, they're finally stepping up and playing and filling the roles of the elite go-to superstars. You know, the knock for Denver for a long time has been, yeah, they're good, yeah, they're deep, but they don't have those go-to players. But I believe that, again... If you look at uh, 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 Nikola Jokic, you look at Jamal Murray, and what these guys are doing late in games, taking games over, I think they're filling in to those rules. I think they're growing and developing into superstars. So right now, Denver's the one great team in the West that not a lot of people are talking about, and after that opening day loss, where Denver lost a bad game at home against Sacramento, You know, there's a lot of people who won't want to bet on the Nuggets after that. So I see two things here. I see one team where we're buying extremely low, the Denver Nuggets, and another team where we're selling extremely high, the LA Clippers. Everyone's going to be on LA. And as we said in yesterday's show, just because they're a public team doesn't mean we want to fade on or against them. But what that does mean sometimes is that the market will inherently shade lines to one team or another just to protect themselves against a lot of public action. And if I have the Denver Nuggets, a better team anyway than LA, and they're playing at home, I think that there is serious value taking the Denver Nuggets this game. So I will go Denver Nuggets plus the 3 points. And again, the main thing in this handicap for this game is don't overreact for both teams. You know, the this is the definition of a game where everyone in the world is on LA because quote well, L.A. is awesome, and Denver lost to Sacramento. Don't overreact to what you saw early in the season or the first game or whatever. I promise you, Denver's better than that. LA's not that good, and I think the Nuggets make a statement this game. Denver again, plus three. All right, we can go through each one of my games one more time before we get out of here. On Christmas Day! Um, Yeah, we'll just go game by game again real quick. Uh, I will go New Orleans, plus five. New Orleans, plus five at Miami. I have a very, very slight lean for Milwaukee minus 10. That's probably my least of the day, but I would lean to Milwaukee minus 10 if I had to make a bet. Uh, New Jersey at Boston. I'm going to go Kyrie Irving over 25 and a half points. Dallas at LA. I'm going to take the Lakers minus five and a half at home. Uh, again, that's a like. so we're wavering between like and uh and a bettable game there, but I still, I think, well, LA minus five and a half should be able to cover that. And then the last game of the night, LA Clippers at the Denver Nuggets. We're going to go Denver plus the three points to wrap up our Christmas day action. So whatever you guys have going tomorrow, uh, well, congratulations, early congrats, right? (laughs) Good luck with your bets tomorrow. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow on the Sharp Angle.